Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, my name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi and you are listening to Street Talk Theology, where we keep theology real and we bring it to the street. I want to include my email address and would love to have some feedback from you guys concerning Street Talk Theology. You can read me, reach me at pastorgrimaldi at gmail.com. As mentioned, Street Talk Theology is not about me. It's about how people bring their theology to the streets, whether that's in the home, in the school, marriage, family, and or, or friendships. It's an honor for me again to have Miss Ashley Abbott on with us again. Miss Ashley, as we know, was here with us last week to share her testimony concerning her being a functional alcoholic. I will ask Miss Ashley to recap what she said last week so we can bring us up to speed. And then we'll go into a segment about God's purpose in all this. And then how Miss Ashley can help those who may be struggling in similar circumstances. And then we get into the topic of dating and what that looks like from a young woman's Christian perspective. Miss Ashley, welcome again to Street Talk Theology. Thanks for having me back, Pastor. Okay, so Miss Ashley, what I want you to do for the audience, if you can, uh, just recap what we spoke about last week, and then we'll go on from there. How's that? Sounds like a plan. You doing okay though today? I'm doing great, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, we talked about this last week, you know, just... Um, you know, um, as a teenager, you know, I started drinking and, um, it was just, you know, all the struggles on the inside I dealt with as far as, you know, being insecure, my lack of, lack of confidence, um, just not knowing myself and knowing where I fit in, in this world. And, you know, I struggled with that cause I wanted, you know, to fit in. And, right, right, right. um, so, you know, just when I started drinking, it just, um, it just made me feel, uh, all those things that, you know, were, you know, I felt that I had a void inside that felt made me feel empty. Like alcohol just um, numbed all that, I guess, and made me feel happy and all that. And you started drinking, you said, if I remember, started at 15 years old. Yes. And went 15. all the way till. Uh, yeah, I struggled up until I was about 31. I'm 34 wow. now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a long, tough road, but, you know, God brought me through it. And I'm so thankful. But. Um, I wanted to share this little poem I found um, a while back and the author of it's unknown, but um, it kind of sums up like why I drink. And so it says, I drank for happiness and become became unhappy. I drank for joy and became miserable. I drank for sociability and became argumentative. I drank for sophistication and became obnoxious. I drank for friendship and made enemies. I drank for sleep and became restless. I drank for strength and became weak. I drank for relaxation and became exhausted. I drank for courage and became doubtful. I drank for conversation and slurred my speech. I drank for I drank to feel heavenly and felt like hell. Mm. So yeah, that kind of sums up everything pretty much. Yeah. You know, I was drinking for all that, and I mean, pretty much it ended up in destruction in every way. But um, it was deceptive. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at first, you know, it had me deceived, made me feel like everything was great, it was wonderful, it was gonna be my answer to life. But um, it took me down a very dark road. 
you know, it just, it's, um, it's hard to explain, but it's just something, you know, that was a temporary fix. And, um, you know, it was, it made me feel it was, it wouldn't last. And so I had to consume more and more, uh, to keep trying to fill it. And, you know, that, that feeling of feeling satisfied, um, just, it kept fizzling out. And, um, it's just all the things I tried to, um, fill my void with, you know, like getting a boyfriend and getting a good job, moving out, being on my own, all the stuff that I was trying to achieve to fulfill that. And I was hoping that one day when I got all that, I would quit drinking, but I did get all that. So you, you were looking at drinking to a bridge to fulfillment in your life? Yes, absolutely. You know, but like I said, then I got all that and uh, I still couldn't stop drinking, you know? Yeah, that's right. Cause you did, you did have, you did have a, a boyfriend and then mm -hmm. obviously he couldn't even deal with the drinking. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. I put him through so much, but yeah. Well, um, Okay, so I got a question here, and I think you might have answered it. I said, after I got what I thought would fulfill me, why did I keep drinking? Absolutely, right. Um, it was just, you know, because it wasn't the answer. You know, my soul was obviously longing for something more, you know. Um, that I just, I couldn't, you know, I guess I could never feel it, I guess. So I thought, you know, the more I drank, the more I would get to the end one day, you know, like where I was just perfect, but. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember when you used to come to we spoke about that last week when you used to come to Bible study, remember? Yeah. You'd be somewhere else, right? Looking like a hot mess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh what do you think? Here's a question for us. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think God's purpose here for your struggle with your addiction? What as you look, you know, like I says, now you can look back on it, you can look ahead as being a Christian. What do you think God's purpose was? You know, um, you know, absolutely. There was a purpose there. And the thing is, looking back, it's just I just don't know any other way he could have got my attention, I guess. And to Amen. realize, uh, realize what a big, powerful God he is. Um, I mentioned last show, you know, like, you know, you kind of hear the Bible studies and you talk about Jesus and God and, you know, thing, and you um, I guess it's more confessing it with your lips, you know, like. Um, yeah, of course, you know, I believe all that. That's great, you know, but as far as truly believing it with all your heart, that's a whole nother game. And um, so, like I said, I struggled severely for, you know, 10 years or so, um, you know, up to probably I think about 14, but um, and it was terrible, you know, and to me, it felt like a long time, but um, to God, you know, <laughs> uh, his, he's not in time. So to him, it was, you know, no time at all, but um, before the foundations of the world. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, this past Sunday when you were talking about, uh, was it Jacob wrestling with God, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, until he broke his hip and humbled him, you know, and then that's what I thought about was my addiction, you know, because um, I just, you know, like I said, I was searching for help. I went to rehab a couple of times. I went to AA, um, you know, I did the steps and all that, and um, I would be good for a little bit. But, you know, a couple months, you know, something would just click on my head and I would run back to it. You needed a heart change, Miss Hanson. Yes. And so right. then the thing why I think I struggled so long, and um, this is what I think, because, you know, we have a, we have a, we're pretty good at taking credit for ourselves. <laughs> so I Amen. think <laughs> that if I were to sober up and get it the first time, second time, third time, even probably the sixth time, I would have thought I was so great because I, I was sober and I did this. But I, I got to the end of the rope where, there, there was no possible way anybody could help me. No human power, shape or form could have relieved me from this bondage. Um, and so the fact that now I am going on four years sober, like I don't take any credit at all. I know it was God 
And, and you know, I want to tell you something while I got Miss Ashley here. She invites people from <laughs> uh, her AA group, you know, and and she found out that the power was not in AA. It was in God. But yeah. I think you have one person here that's been coming almost every week since yeah. Tony, right? Yeah. And um, a couple others come yeah. in once in a while. Yeah. So praise the Lord. She's a little evangelist. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, those are, you know, those places are great, you know, for support and help, but it's, it, you know, it's, you need something more lasting. And so I still go there to witness and to, you know, tell people about, you know, the Lord, because I mean, that's a good starting place, but it is, it is because people are hurting. Yes, absolutely. And they have, you know, real troubles, but I mean, um, you know, there's more, you know, God can do more than those programs can. And, you know, like, I just remember, you know, feeling miserable and hopeless and faithless. And like, there was just, like I said, no one that could fix me. And I had lost, had lost myself completely. Like, I didn't know who I was, you know, like I had no personality. Like I was just pretty much like a, a walking zombie, you know, I was just existing. And, um, I, you know, I would ponder a lot, you know, like I said, there was many miserable nights. I would look in the mirror at myself and I just didn't know why God created me. And, um, why he would put me through this. But, you know, now I know why, because I'm his child and I was living the wrong way. And he just truly had to shape me. You were a typical, like all of us, a prodigal. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. We're all prodigals uh, looking for something. And until God calls us and then we find our fulfillment in the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because now I know, like I said, I, I thought I was a believer in Christ before this. I thought I would go to church sometimes and, you know, I would pray, but like, the thing is, you know, um, now I truly, truly believe, like, I just give my all because I'm just in awe with him, I guess. I don't know how to explain it really any, any other way. So again, you, you thought it was sometime in one of the sermons when we were preaching through revelation, when you think God actually saved you. Yes. When you were talking about the lady and the cup that looked beautiful and pretty outside and you know how this world, you know, it's a big facade because it's enticing and looks great. And you think that, um, at that time, were you still, were you drinking at that time? No, right. I no, I had just come out of rehab. So I was about a month or two sober, you know, and like I, you know, I was going to AA still, but like, just cause you know, I knew I needed something more. And like I said, yeah. uh, if God truly existed, you know, like, I don't know. I hope he helps me this time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good God. Right? Oh my gosh. Amen. Yes, he is. You, and know? you know, so I'm, I'm so, and I'm so glad he helped you. Me and, too. And he's, he's sovereign and praise the Lord for that. So here's a question, and maybe this is getting to the point we want to try to delve on today with Mm -hmm. the limited time we have. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that wants to stop drinking or struggling to stay sober? Now, now I want to, let me rephrase that. So again, you know, our answer is they need a heart change, right? That would be our answer. Um, So how would you answer that question now? how can somebody stop drinking or struggling? Cause you can stop drinking and not be saved. Right. And that's absolutely. Not, yeah. So speak on that a little bit. Um, well, like you said, you know, people can stop drinking and not be saved. And I've seen a lot of people that have a lot of time being sober, you know, and that they actually still don't believe in God. And that, right, right, that right. hurts. No, without like, a doubt. Oh, yes. You know? without a doubt. Yeah. But you know, um, I mean, if they're, uh, struggling right now to stop drinking, um, you know, I would actually say, you know, reach out to a rehab, reach out. Um, cause I needed medical att- attention. Like I couldn't just stop drinking cold Turkey. Like I was, I would, they say you can die from that, you know, it could get yeah, serious, yeah. but, um, is, and then as far as that, I mean, you know, we gotta, um, 
we got to just surrender to the Lord, you know, and wholeheartedly cry out to him and, you know, put our trust in him and believe in him. And, um, you know, we got to be in church. We got to study the Bible, you know, not just read the Bible, but truly study it and, you know, receive it in our hearts and um, just spend a lot of time in prayer. Um, like I said, reach out for support and uh, to be honest about everything. And uh, that was huge for me, um, honesty, because, you know, I lied about everything. I was living a life of a lie. And I learned that, you know, that's how the devil keeps you kind of in bondage is to keep the things bottled yeah, up. Of course. Yeah. And um, to just keep covering it up and lying. And but if you confess and you're honest about things, I mean, that's the beginning of healing. Um, but, you know, I was hopeless and I was faithless and I was just down, down for the count, um, you know, and that's when he truly um, pulled me out of the pit. Um, you know, but as far as like someone that's struggling to stay sober, I mean, we just have to be into the things of God, you know, and the thing is like, once you start going forward just in these things, like you'll be amazed because so my thinking was, um, cause I had addictive personality, right? Like when it came to alcohol, like I couldn't just drink one or two. I had to drink till I was gone, you know, and as much time and effort, and it's actually pretty exhausting to be an alcoholic you and covering your tracks, you know, like it's a lot of work. <laughs> So I remember sitting in the church that day when I was listening to Revelation and um, I just like, you know, this is it. Like, I'm going to turn my life over to God. I'm going to just like I said, I, was, I changed my music, the things I watched. I was watching sermons and stuff, just trying to. Uh, you had a heart everything. change. Yes. God, the Holy Spirit saved you. Because, you know, and uh, the thing is, like, I thought, like, you know what? Everything I did, all the running and gunning, all the effort I put into my addiction and the energy I put into it, I'm just going to turn it and put my addictive personality onto the gospel, onto, you know, onto the Lord. <laughs> you know, um, so, and I know on your job, you witness, and I know that, um, and you do work in, in, in prison mm -hmm. and she's the head of the commissary, <laughs> as we mentioned. And warehouse. <laughs> and, and what is it? The warehouse yeah. and the commissary. Yeah. And we know that you witness and we know that you bring people to church. And that's how I know as a pastor that there's a true heart change in Ashley's life. I mean, I've seen her over the last four years, but she's actually invites people to church um, and wants to get, get them the message of salvation, which she's talking about right now. So um, I had a question mm -hmm. and you're a single young lady. Yes. Right. <laughs> Go. How old are you now? Yes. I am 34. You are 34. Mm -hmm. So, again, we've spoken about the, how God has changed your life, how you've invited people to church. Um, let me ask you about yourself. You're 34 years old. Uh, do you have any marriage in your plan? I mean, I, I know that you, she's not going to have no boyfriend while I'm here until <laughs> I meet him. But, I mean, is there down the road or whenever God is there, do you think someday you'd like to be married? I absolutely, I think so. I've been single for a little bit now, so I'm kind of used to being on my own. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, of course, I would love that, you know. But I mean, um, you know, like I was talking about earlier, you know, like all these things that I thought I needed to fulfill me, like a man, like alcohol, you know, things that were filling that void. And um, what's amazing about, you know, just knowing the Lord is that he truly feels that or fulfills that, you know, as far as um, like the loneliness and stuff, because he's always with us. So 
whenever I, um, in the beginning, like I really didn't have a lot of friends either when I first got out of rehab, cause I kind of just isolated from everything and everybody. Um, so I just, I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends in the beginning. And so like, I would just spend a lot of time reading the Bible and the more I got to know God more, like the more he sent people into my life as far as friends and relationships. Right, 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 right. Um, so I do have good friends and stuff and, you know, um, but as far as a guy, like, you know, like I said, I've been single for about three years now and people think that's crazy, but I'm like, do you I'm pray happy. for a godly man, essentially? I do sometimes. It's not like on my regular checkoff list, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy because, you know, um, just when I, you know, was with the, like when I'm with the Lord, I just have this contentment and understanding of who I am in him now. And, and I think, and not to cut you off, I think when you don't look for those things in a way where you're, um, where it becomes an obsession, mm -hmm. God in his kindness, again, I'm not trying to be thus say the Lord, but God in his kindness will bring you something when you least expect it. Right. And he's a God that, you know, he's, he's a good God and right. he's full of surprises sometime. Right. So, you know, my, um, my encouragement to you as a pastor is continue to pray. See if God brings someone in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so we had spoken about this a little bit before, and I'm really interested in this. And I wanted the audience to know. So this is hard now. I don't want to be legalistic, but I want to, I want to, I want to be challenging if I may. Do you think do, for you, let's go for you. Let's not make it full orbed here. Do you think for you that you should be in the dating scene or you're just looking for that one guy that God wants to bring you? Right. That's a leading question because <laughs> we spoke about that earlier in the week. But you yeah. got somebody, Pastor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Honestly, like that's the that's what's funny is why I know I've had a heart change because I don't have the desire to date, like to date just to date. Like if I don't see potential or future, even if they are not. Um, you know, following the Lord and trusting in the Lord. Like, I don't have a desire, you yeah, know? You don't want that. No, I don't. And um, so now we're putting them down. We no, just, absolutely you know, not. We want to yeah. be equally yoked. That's right. what the Bible says. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, this thing is, this stuff is, you know, um, you know, my jam now, you know? So like, yeah. I mean, how great are we going to get along if you, you know, you're not. Notice the language. God. It's a jam. <laughs> no, what um, I'm saying is, so the date, what I'm saying is, and I'm not, I'm not being pejorative here. Yeah to other Christian women and stuff. But the dating scene means you, I don't know where you, where would, you know, Christians go to meet men, maybe on dating. So, but I think you, what you told me the other day, I think is really, really important. I'm not putting down none of that stuff, mm -hmm. but I think that when you're praying to the Lord and you praying for a godly man, he'll bring you the man that he wants. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, like I was saying, um, you know, to me now, it's not just about having a man um, just to have one. Like, I want a man that will be my my husband. And if I don't, you know, see a future, like, there's no point in wasting time on just dating to date to get a free meal or whatnot. You need a Boaz. You need a Boaz. I want a Boaz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a study on Ruth, remember? We love Boaz. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want a man that, you know, is a man of God and someone that I can grow in Christ with and a man that, you know, is able to lead me and you know, fulfill the duties that God sets for the man. And, you know, and notice, and notice what she said, how, how I've seen Miss Ashley grow in a, uh, from a front row seat. Notice she wants a man to lead her. 
Um, and then I think that's important. It's not that, you know, uh, Miss Ashley's pretty well versed in the scriptures. She's, you know, coming along and she studies and she reads and um, she's at every Bible study and every church service as God allows. But still, she's looking for someone to lead her in, 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 in a marriage relationship. And I think that's biblical, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so how can you speak to people right now that are not only struggling with alcohol, but struggling with self-esteem? Because I think that you, you mentioned that you've, over the years, you've, I mean, while you were drinking, you kind of lost your self-esteem, right? Mm -hmm. How can you help them realize that they are of worth in the Lord? Uh, so I remember I heard this pastor one time say, you know, uh, Jesus dying on the cross was all like he ever had to do. Like if he never did another thing for me in this life, that would be enough, you know? Yeah. And that is true. And that's huge. And that's because like... Um, you know, he's so good to us every day, you know, and we don't deserve it. You know, we don't. But to know that, like, every morning you wake up and you wake up, your heart's still beating, right? And, I mean, it's cliche kind of to say, but, like, you're here for a reason. God the Lord. Yeah, is sovereign over good. everything, you know. Um, he knows our first breath to our last breath. And if we're still, you know, on this earth, like, we still have work for him to do, you know. Um, my biggest thing and what I learned, and I heard, I forget who the lady's name is, but she said, you know, it's not about finding yourself. It's about finding out who God is. And once like through him, you'll find yourself in Christ, which is where you want to be, you know? Well, we got, well, we got about five or six more minutes. And so I want, I want to ask you, what is on your heart? What do you want to share with um, the people listening uh, before you, this is our second a session with Miss Ashley, and we, you know, we're going to have her back in a few months. We got to have her back. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to keep track of her, and we're going <laughs> to hold her mind. accountable, right? <laughs> I like it, and she loves that anyway. Yeah. But what can you, what, what do you want to tell the audience before we sign off for today? Well, I would like to just share a couple of scriptures, if I could. That, yes. um, you know, when I first, you know, um, truly believe I was born again, and you know, my eyes were open, and. Um, you know, the Lord, like he saved me from a destructive life that I never thought I would ever see my, my way out of. And, um, and to me, you know, my mind is still blown every day of the life I lived in the past, you know, like I don't dwell in the past, but I, it's nice that it's there for me to see how far like God has brought me. Um, so there's a scripture that I read and I remember reading this one time cause you know, I, it was hard for me. I was trying to read the Bible, but I didn't know how to read it or where, yeah, but I just yeah, started yeah. reading it. And that's what I Highly suggested just start. She's a it. huge note taker. She takes <laughs> notes all the time. Yeah, but I remember in the you know the Psalms. The Psalms are great, and uh, I remember reading Psalm forty. It's one through three, and um, it says, I, "I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mirror. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God." Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And uh, I mean, that's just exactly how I picture it, you know, because he did. It's like he just pulled me out of this destructive pit. And um, and there's one more verse, if I can. Um, you can. <laughs> it's 1 Peter 5, 10 through 11. And it says, 
Um, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's just putting things in perspective for me now. You know, like, the things of this world, you know, that God has allowed me, like my job. I love my job. If I get a husband one day, that's wonderful. But if I don't, it's about perspective, you know. So if I ever feel lonely or whatnot, like, I have to put things in perspective and know, like, God is sovereign over all. Like, he saved me from that life. So there's nothing he can't or won't do for me. Like, his will is perfect. Whatever it is. If I don't agree or like it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I know it's going to be good if it's his will, you know? How could you guys not love Miss Ashley? <laughs> this is a, I'm telling you, from a front row seat, um, God has really did a great work in her life. Goodbye, guys. Thank you for having me. And, you know, we are so thankful to have her in this church. Excuse me. And we are going to have her back for sure. We're going to track her. We're, and we're going to keep our <laughs> listening audience uh, on track, you know, to keep, <laughs> to help us keep, keep track of her, but she's by God's grace. She's been a blessing to this church. Um, and this is what street talk theology is about how God works in the undercurrents of history to bring his people on board for which Miss Ashley Abbott is one of them. Miss Ashley, praise the Lord. And this is street talk theology until the next time, grace and peace in the Lord in Jesus name. Amen. Goodbye, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.